Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Tutors of Life podcast, episode 10. This is your host, Sean Tudor. And this is Sam. I'm proud of you. Thanks, I remembered this time. So proud. Well, Sean, it is uh, 7.45 a.m. We're drinking coffee. Mimi's laying next to me. Mm-hmm. It's a good morning. Yeah, so far we're starting out pretty productive. What, are you saying that's not going to keep going? No, it is, but usually that's not how most mornings start out. That's true. I like to lay in bed and be lazy with Mimi. Mm-hmm. Cool. What are we talking about today? Uh, I think we're talking about some health, uh, something I'm not so great with, but uh, better than the norm, maybe. I think we're definitely better than the norm. Mm-hmm. No offense to anyone out there. We just try. All right, Sam, break it down for us. Okay, so today we're going to talk about physical and mental health. So, obviously, physical, we kind of mean working out, but it has a lot to do with eating. Mostly eating. Sean, what did you discover this uh, December? (laughs) I uh, binge ate sweets for two months, and I lost my abs. And all it took to get my abs back was uh, cut out sweets for a month. Yeah. And you were working out probably the hardest I've ever seen you work out in the month of December. Yeah. I was trying to, like, offset the sweets. I think I worked out, like, 25 times or something in December. No more than that. I think 25 times in December and then 31 in January. Yeah, something like that. I was trying to offset the sweets, and uh, it didn't work. No, it didn't. Mm-mm. So, yeah, it's diet. It's a, almost all diet. Correct. Um, for the past three years, Sean, I've been kind of following uh, what we call the vertical diet, or what is called the vertical diet. Kind of. Yeah, for the most part. Um, I mean, sometimes I'll still eat, like, pasta or bread um but mostly it's beef rice vegetables um and then like sometimes chicken and fish yeah yeah sometimes we'll do that mm-hmm. but yeah we have a pretty boring diet but i like it i like when we get off track i miss the beef and rice Yeah, so three years ago, when I switched to more of a vertical diet, uh, style diet, I lost, just all I changed was instead of eating like a lot of chicken, and then I was eating a lot more chicken than pasta and bread. Mm -hmm. And every meal that I would typically have chicken with pasta or bread I then just had beef or steak and then potatoes or rice instead of the pasta and bread and I lost 10 pounds in a week Mm -hmm. yeah it was fast for you yeah and I went from like having a bloated gut to abs in a week yeah the bloat is definitely a huge 
huge thing that happened. Mm-hmm. And even now, like, if Sean and I eat any kind of bread or pasta. Or pizza. Oh, Ooh. yeah. We just feel disgusting, bloated. It's just not pleasant. Mm-hmm. I will say the pizza yesterday did not affect me too bad. That's good. Well, it was thin crust, and we didn't have much. That's true. But, I mean, we're lucky because, like, we do have cheat meals every once in a while. And we don't, like, kill ourselves because of it. Yeah, we just made it a lifestyle. I mean, the biggest thing is following a diet you're going to follow, or a meal plan you're going to follow, something like that. And I don't care to look phenomenal. I'm not competing in anything. I just want to be pretty healthy. Mm. And so I will have cheat meals and stuff. But the majority of what I'm eating is clean and healthy throughout the day. And then a couple times a week, I'll just have a random cheat meal. Or I'll have, like, a Girl Scout cookie at night, and it doesn't affect me. Right. Um, So, yeah, that's a big thing is, like, your diet needs to be... how I Mine's probably, like, 90% good, 10% not good. Right, yeah. And so, obviously, the 90% cancels out the 10. If I cleaned up that last 10%, Sure, I would probably be feeling even better, looking even better, but I enjoy the occasional donut. BK Sando. BK sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm not, I don't really care to give that up because I'm health, I feel good where I'm at, I'm healthy, and especially if I time Eating that shitty food, I don't feel as bad. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, and breakfast, too. Like, we make sure our food tastes good. Mm-hmm. So it's not like our food is bland and gross. Like, we put cheese, we put seasonings on it. Oh, yeah. Sean puts sour cream on his beef. Like, we make it taste good. Mm-hmm. Um, and our breakfast, we make... Our breakfast probably is the only thing that changes the most. Yeah. Um, right now we're doing protein pancakes and bacon. Yep. Um, and then otherwise we do bacon and egg croissant sandwiches. Yep. What else have we done? Like an egg scramble? Yeah, egg scramble. Uh, we'll do an egg scramble with like bacon, sausage, ham, cheese, and uh, rice. Mm-hmm. Or we'll we like take one. out the rice and do fried potatoes, uh, stuff like that. Yeah, we, we switch breakfast up a little bit, but it's always still healthy. Um, yeah. Croissants yeah. don't bloat me or affect me too terribly. They're really flaky and they fall apart. They're really light. Mm-hmm. Sometimes to... we'll do biscuits too, and those aren't too bad. Mm-mm. But you could tell, I mean, you could tell definitely the difference between having a croissant or biscuit compared to an English muffin. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. we doing... tried English muffins for a while, and every morning your guts would just be like, why'd you do this to me? Yeah, it was bad. Mm-hmm. And then for snacks, we'll do, like, protein shakes and nuts. Yeah. The, the yep. one thing that Sean's mom struggled with um, when she 
first moved in with us and we told her she was going to follow our diet plan was she was so afraid of getting sick of the same meal. And we kept telling her, like, just do it for a month and then you're going to get used to it. You're not going to care. You're going to love that meal. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, a month later, she is now in love with our diet plan. Absolutely. Um, so you got to just honestly keep pushing. Like, I hated it for the first month. And then after that, like, I look forward to our meal. When we have, sometimes Tina wants to throw in pasta and other random shit. And whenever we do that, I always look forward to going back to the regular meal. It just makes me feel so good. It tastes good. I love it. Yeah, I don't know if anybody, um, yeah, just like if you can relate to this, but I used to eat a lot of hamburger helper. And I'd eat hamburger helper on lunch. And then when I would try going back to work or class or whatever, I was falling asleep. Now I eat like beef and rice and I do a little bit of activity to get me going again. Mm -hmm. Like a little walk, a little something to get me boosted up again. And then I don't feel that crash. Um, Where if you like eat heavy dense food and then just go sit down you're just gonna fall asleep yeah where yeah this this food like actually fuels you it it gives you the energy to keep going through the day well it breaks down faster and so you utilize it instead of it just sitting there Mm mm-hmm yeah but yeah i mean Find something that works for you and make sure it's somewhat healthy, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, we were discussing the other day because no one asked me what I do in my time at work, but I finally told Sean that I've been snacking at chips at work. Um, and now it's like, the problem is it's become a habit. So my stomach is trained to want to eat a snack in between my breakfast and lunch. So I have to try to either break that habit or make it a healthier habit. Mm-hmm. So last week I brought protein shakes to work with me. So instead of buying that bag of chips I want to, I drink my protein shake instead. Yeah, that's a good idea. You never asked. Mm. Sean just assumed I was full health. She's not. Nope. Nope. Yeah, I am, though. Whatever. Uh, So anyways, yeah, diet's the most important part. You can exercise as much as you want. If you're eating like shit and you're eating more calories than you burn, you're going to gain weight Mm -hmm. and get fatter. Mm -hmm. For sure. So. Um... So piggybacking off of that, um, physical health. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, first off, just try and do anything. Go for a walk. Go. You can do like air squats in your living room if you don't feel comfortable going to the gym. You can literally do anything and it'll help. Yep. They say sitting is the new smoking. I'm dead serious. That's a saying. 
I'm like not surprised, but it makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, just start anywhere. Try doing, I mean, 20 air squats in your living room. If you can't do 20, do 10. Work your way up to 20. Work your way up to 100. As long as you're doing something to make you sweat or get your heart rate up a little bit, it'll help. Definitely. And we, oh, I think I mentioned this last week on Snapchat, there's the brand new me series. And there's been a couple people on there that said, like, they've lost 150 pounds with no exercise. Mm-hmm. So if you clean up your diet and do a little bit of exercise, you could do anything. Yep. Uh, it just, it blows my mind. But do take in consideration, when you start working out, you're going to gain weight at first. Because, yeah. go ahead, Sean. Because you're building muscle. Right. So you have to build some muscle before you can lose fat. Well, you don't have to, but. Your body usually does. Yeah. Because I think when I started working out with you, I gained 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. And then lost that plus some. Yeah, well, a year later, you ended up losing like 20 pounds from that 10 pounds you gained. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's, so for every five pounds of lean muscle mass you have, your body burns 100 calories a day doing nothing just to feed those muscles. Mm-hmm. So if you have, you know, whatever, 100 pounds of lean muscle mass, you would burn 2,000 calories a day just from doing nothing. Right. So, I mean, that's one thing that helps me out so much is I've built up muscle mass over the last, I don't know, 11 years of lifting, I think. Yeah. And um, now I can have a 90-10 diet where I eat 90% healthy, 10% I don't. But my muscle just burns that other 10%. Mm-hmm. It doesn't store as fat. Um, I mean, sure, yeah, I can get the little pudge if I get out of hand with it, um, like I did this past winter. But typically, my muscle just burns it. So I can eat a lot more than most of my friends. I can, if I want, eat shittier, and I'll still stay looking pretty good yeah i won't necessarily feel good but i'll look pretty good right and i won't gain weight right Mm -hmm. yeah for sure oh let's talk about our background in fitness all right um i started powerlifting when i was 14 i powerlifted from like 14 to 18, 19, um, and then I started doing more, like, bodybuilding type stuff, um, and I guess I did that from, like, 18, 19 to 20, something like that, so I did it for a couple of years, uh, i this whole time I was lifting, like, minimum of four up to five days a week, sometimes two a days. And that was from, like, 14 to 20. And then I started Olympic-style weightlifting, I think, right at 20. Oh, so you didn't do it long. 
Because I met you when you were almost 22 and you weren't doing Olympic lifting anymore. Maybe I started it when I was like 19. Yeah, I must have started when I was 19. Okay. And then so from 19 to 21, I Olympic style weight lifted. Um, I did that five days a week, sometimes two days. And then I went back to powerlifting because one thing I noticed with weightlifting was its strength and technique and not as much building muscle. Mm -hmm. And so you're going overhead with a barbell a lot, which you have to be flexible. And it's easier to be flexible with less muscle mass up top. Mm -hmm. A lot of people do it, but it takes a lot of discipline and a lot of training. And I was too lazy to train two a days because I was going to school full time and stuff. And so I just didn't prioritize that. But um, if I would have like trained more two a days, trained more bodybuilding style while weightlifting and then ate healthier and stretched and rolled out more, then I could have done it. But I just did the easy way. So I quit bodybuilding really for two years so that I could get better at those movements and techniques. Mm -hmm. And so when I was like, I don't know, mid 21, whatever, I didn't like my lack of muscle mass anymore in my upper body. My legs were big because I squatted every day um, and did snatch and clean and jerks most days. And so lower body, I was in really good shape. Upper body, I was like starting to look like a Neanderthal. Mm -hmm. And so... I switched back to powerlifting slash bodybuilding to get big again. I did that for a year and a half. Yeah, about. But about a year and a half again. Um, got really fat because I was trying to just lift as much as I could and gain as much muscle as I could. Um, and then ended up getting sick because my diet was very bad switched. extremely bad yeah it was not good it was not good uh switch that up and um now i've just been like bodybuilding healthy style lifting with some power lifting movements for like three years now mm -hmm. um just to stay healthy and keep muscle mass. But I don't really have any aspirations to compete right now. Uh, I'm more focused on my lifestyle and business than competing or anything. So that's why my diet's like 90-10. I go to the gym like three days a week. Mm -hmm. um, I don't really go above and beyond on any of that i'm more just lifting to stay healthy i go on a lot more walks now um but anyway i've done multiple different types of lifting 
in the past 11 years, I've tried a slew of different diets and eating styles. Some are very good, some are not so good. I found that the vertical diet allows me to feel the best, the healthiest, the most productive. Um, so I've been sticking with that for a couple years, a few years, something. Mm. Um, yeah, that's my background in lifting. What have you recently been starting to do? Oh, uh, like kickboxing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I started that a little bit here and there. Um, it's pretty fun, and I'd like to do it more, but I just have, I just work way too much that, um, that has to take the back burner a lot of the times. Um, so that's something towards the end of this year, as I clean up my lifting, or sorry, as I clean up how much work I have, um, I'd like to incorporate more like jujitsu, kickboxing, MMA style mm. uh, exercise. It's pretty fun and it is a great workout. Well, plus your uh, sparring partner is kind of decommissioned right now. Yeah. <laughs> He's Sorry, a little Mitchie. out of commission. So he uh, can't be training with me for till he's all healed up. So you'll give your body a break now. Yeah. Yep. Um, so my background, I guess, I've played all types of sports since I was a little kid. Um, my mom told me when I was very little. She would try and get me to read, but I would tell her I was too busy and I'd go outside and play. Um, I've always just been a very active person. I've played tennis, soccer, softball, track. I think that's all the sports I did. Um, so I've always been pretty fit in general. Uh, once I got to college, I didn't really do as many sports anymore. I still ran, though. I ran a couple 5Ks. Not the greatest at it, but I still did it. Um, and then I met Sean, and I think we told that story before. Sean told me when we started dating that I could either spend two hours with him at the gym or I could just sit at home without Sean for two hours. So I decided to join Sean. Um, and now I pretty I do mainly powerlifting, but lately I've been throwing in some Olympic weightlifting. I just want to be one of those cool old people who can snatch a bar above my head. Uh, so yeah, I've been. That's what I've been doing. I tried jujitsu and stuff with Sean, but yeah, it wasn't quite my thing. Uh, yeah, I'm probably the reason we go to the gym the most right now. Uh, I've been very committed and wanting to get bigger and stronger, and it's been working. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it took me, I, I was telling Sean this, it took me about two years of lifting to enjoy going to the gym. Uh, that's a little extreme. I mean, I always enjoyed it, but, like, now I'm motivated to go to the gym. It always was Sean had to drag me there. But now I want to go. I make Sean go now. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, it just took a long time staying committed to it. And then once I changed my attitude about it and made it more a positive thing, 
I enjoy it now. It's like my safe place. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, we don't do anything extreme at the gym besides our Olympic weightlifting. Um, most of our workouts are on the machines that our gym has. Uh, yesterday, nope, Friday, Tina and I did three leg machines, air squats, lunges, and then did some cardio on the treadmill. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, most of our workouts are 45 minutes to an hour. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just try and do, I would say, like high-intensity stuff. We try to just bust out as many work or exercise as we can in an hour, mm-hmm. and that's all we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we usually pick like four exercises and just hit a lot of volume, a lot of sets and reps on those like four exercises for 45 minutes to an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm anything, anyone could do what we do at the gym. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's very simple, and it's, I don't know, easy? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, you don't really have to have much technique because it's a machine. Mm-hmm. The um, machines show you how to use them. Yeah, it's just a good way to, like, keep your muscles stimulated, um, grow a little bit, and uh, not put as much stress on your body as full compound movements like squats, deadlifts, mm-hmm. bench, snatch, clean and jerk, stuff like that. It's a lot less technique-based and a lot more easy on the body. Mm-hmm. Which, speaking of, just body health is also important. Uh, Sean and I, when we, I think when we started working out, we took care of our bodies. Mm-hmm. We would stretch and roll out every single night. And I felt great. Lately, we've been a little lazy with it. Mm-hmm. And I, my muscles are so tight. We always have to stretch and roll out before we do workouts because my muscles are just tight. Yeah. I With doing less compound movements and doing more machines... I'm able to not have to stretch and roll out as much. Um, And so I don't have to take as much time outside of the gym for recovery. Yeah. And so that's why I do that more now. Um, I could make time for that, but I'm too lazy right now. You really are, yeah. Yeah. Um, We used to do it like we just watch TV and we'd roll out on a foam roller and a lacrosse ball. Mm Mm-hmm. But so if you're going to go to the gym and do those intense workouts, like make sure you follow up with body maintenance, roll out every night. It helps so much. Mm-hmm. Okay. Should we go on to mental health? Yeah, we can. I, um, like your physical health has a direct impact on your mental health. It really does, yeah. Um, I mean, so the more you exercise, the better you... Well, that's not necessarily true, but for the most part, if you're exercising, you're feeling more confident, 
more positive, and that's going to help your mental health. If you're exercising, hopefully you're eating healthier, and foods are proven to help with your mental health. So if you're eating shit food to power your brain, your brain's not going to function as well. Mm -hmm. If you're eating clean, good food, your mind's going to function better. Mm -hmm. And that's proven. And that's one reason they say to eat uh, like fatty fish once or twice a week is for heart and brain health. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, watch what you're eating and drinking. Oh, drink a lot of water. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so those things tie in directly to mental health. If you see a lot of people that drink alcohol might not have the best mood. They eat shitty. You know, they're just going through life. They don't typically have a good mood. If you go into the gym and you find somebody fit or um, you go out on hikes, bike rides, whatever, and you see people who are fit, typically they're going to have a better mindset, except for the occasional douche, than somebody you see out at the bar. Right. I love the people we work out with, or I I shouldn't say work out with, but the people we see at the gym all the time. Yep. They're all super friendly, super nice. Um, I'm sure if I ever had a question on how to do a workout, they would help me. Yeah, there's just a, I mean, there's a huge difference in somebody that spends their life at the bar or sitting at home watching TV um, than somebody that makes sure they're healthy, they're exercising on a daily basis. Um, There's typically a difference in their mental health. Yeah. I mean, alcohol is a depressant. Yep. So it's obviously going to make you depressed. Right. Uh, I'm not saying, like, if you have one beer on the weekend, you're going to get depressed from it. No, but if you're drinking... So there's a big difference between somebody that drinks beer or alcohol every single night. They're eating takeout food every single night. Then someone who exercises daily, mm-hmm. has a clean diet, um, and has a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. Not every time, right? There's exceptions to this for sure. But if you look at just like positivity in someone, it tends to lean towards the person who's taking care of themselves. I am a prime example of that. Yes. Go ahead. So when Sean met me, I mean, we were both in college, but me and my roommate at the time, we would go drinking Tuesday through Sunday every night. And it wasn't like intense drinking. We would just have like a beer or two, but... As we've discussed before, I was not a very positive person. Uh, And it definitely got a lot better once I stopped drinking as much and started working out and enjoying to work out. Um, I mean, overall, I felt better. My mood was way better. Um, Yeah, 
it it's like a realistic thing it's not we're not like making shit up it's true if you take care of yourselves and work out like you're gonna be in a more positive mood i mean i'm way more confident and i i'm just happier because i know i'm healthy and i'm gonna keep like enjoying life yeah definitely i mean when you first started backing off of drinking you complained a lot said it was really stupid it was pointless and you were mad at me constantly and then after about a month you're like sean this is really weird i feel good i'm like oh crazy that's super weird yeah and you're like my mind even feels better wow who'd have thought right so yeah i it i mean we still drink occasionally obviously like on the weekends and whatnot right but not drinking every day helps so much i feel so good Mm-hmm. so yeah um what else do you got in that fun list over there oh well so yeah bringing that into mental health right so mental health is pretty crucial to make it through life right mm-hmm. i think depression and suicide's at an all-time high yeah um and so being aware of your own mental health um I've looked into it, um, emotional intelligence. I've done some stuff on that, like back in college, and I've talked about it here and there since. Um, essentially, what emotional intelligence is, it's you being aware and able to manage your own mental health, mm-hmm. um, being aware of how that affects others being aware of others mental health and how that affects you Mm -hmm. and others um and then i think it's like how to manage or navigate all of them yeah it's something like that i don't i don't know the exacts behind it um but i essentially knowing where you're at knowing where your mental health is at and how that can positively or negatively affect yourself, how it can positively or negatively affect others around you, Mm -hmm. and um, then harnessing that to make it positive for everyone. Right. Um, Because the more positive you are, the the more positive the people are going to be around you, Mm -hmm. the less you're going to have the negative talk in your mind, which makes you in a poor mood. Mm -hmm. Um, And so having that emotional intelligence to be able to read yourself and read others can really help you get ahead. Right. Uh I mean, once again, like, when I started going to the gym with you, you told me I had to quit being negative about it, otherwise you weren't going to take me anymore. Because mm-hmm. I was very uncomfortable at the gym at first. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. I followed you around like a lost puppy dog, 
and I just didn't feel confident or good. Um, and I just had to make myself stop thinking so negatively about the gym to enjoy it more. When you have to take ownership in what you're doing. Right. Um, but my negative attitude was affecting your workout and you hated it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't take that into consideration at first until you brought it up to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, but once I changed, I mean, again, once I changed my mind, like it was fun to go to the gym together. Right. Everything like gym's now a happy place for me. It's where I go. If I'm like upset or mad, I go there to get rid of my feelings pretty much. Mm -hmm. And I think like that too shows why, I mean, you and I don't get in arguments very much. Mm -mm. We can have civilized conversations about stuff that like we know is uncomfortable, but we don't get mad at each other. And it's because, I mean, we take care of ourselves. So mentally we are, I'd say happier and more positive overall. Right, and we understand each other's moods affect each other and how they affect each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, knowing your mental health is so important, and that is the first key to get physically healthy mm -hmm. because you have to have the recognition and the drive the want to and the ownership to start eating healthier, mm -hmm. exercising more, taking out some of those negative things from your life. Um, and all those things will make you a healthier person, both physically and mentally. Mm -hmm. It, um, and it, I mean, like, I know it's not easy. I've done it. It's yeah. it's not. But take it one baby step at a time. Right. Drink one less beer a night. Or instead of going to McDonald's five times a week, go four times a week. Make yourself a real meal. Like, yeah. It's the baby steps. Right. And, I mean, every time you add a baby step, like, you're going to get more and more motivated to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, if you just typically cutting or quitting cold turkey doesn't work. Right, no. There's an exception. There's some people that it does work. But if you look at the percentage of the people that quit cold turkey and stay off cold turkey compared to the people who wean it off and how, like, the effectiveness of that, people that wean things off have a way higher success rate. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it's just stacking goals or stacking wins. So if you set little goals like, oh, I'm, I typically eat out five days a week. I'm only going to eat out four days a week and do that. When you only eat out four days that week, you're going to stack a mental win, mm -hmm. which is going to be positive. And then you'll be like, all right, I'm only going to eat out three days a week now. Boom. You're going to stack that win. Then you're going to add in something else. Like, instead of eating out uh, five days a week, right, you're down to three days a week. Now I'm going to make sure I have two home-cooked meals a week. 
or I'm going to meal prep for two whole days mm-hmm. or something. But that way, you're just stacking little wins. You're adding one little thing at a time. And eventually, you will transition to being on as much as you want. You could be on 100% of the time. You could be on 80% of the time, 90% of the time. and But you went from the complete opposite. So you went from being healthy 20% of the time and unhealthy 80% of the time. Baby steps brought you to being healthy 80% of the time and unhealthy 20% of the time. Mm-hmm. And then you can just keep chipping away at that. Right. And it saves money. <laughs> yeah, a lot. Dude, making home-cooked meals is so much cheaper than going out. And it doesn't take long. Our beef and rice meals take us... Well, we go grocery shopping, which takes like 30 minutes, 45 minutes, yeah. including commute time. We meal prep for three days, three to four days at a time. Mm-hmm. And it takes an hour and a half. Correct. So in total, two hours for four days of meals. Yep. Three to four days of meals. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's for, we're cooking for three of us at once. So it's probably... It could be a little less time. If you're cooking for one person or two people, you can cut that down pretty good. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's hard to get started, but once you get started, it's, it's going to keep rolling. Yeah. The snowball effect. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, and, uh, it's all for a good cause. Mm-hmm. It really is. You can uh, live longer with your loved ones, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um be You'll, happier. Enjoy life. Yeah, you will really enjoy life more doing that. So, yeah. That's I what I got on uh, physical and mental health for now. Mm-hmm. We will do an emotional intelligence blog and podcast at some point, uh, but we just wanted to touch on it a little bit today and um, the importance of understanding yourself and your environment and others around you and how that affects you and them Mm -hmm. so yeah i mean ask yourself what do your friends think of you Mm. and if you are just like man i've been a piece of shit to them then change it I'm sure you'll enjoy being with them once you change your attitude about it. Yeah, think of however, like, you view your friends. Your friends are viewing you in a certain way. And so if you look at that kind of from your friend's shoes, um, then you can adjust how you've been treating them mm-hmm. or acting towards them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cool. That's all I got. Me too, everybody. Go out there and uh, try to get a little win today. Take baby steps to uh, becoming a healthier, happier person. Yeah, 100%. All right, check us out on tutorsoflife.com or our Instagram at tutorsoflife. Talk to you later. See you.